You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into a Tuesday edition of the podcast. Hope you all are doing great out there in Cougar Nation. A lot to get to ahead on today's edition of Locked On Cougars. The BYU women's basketball team, folks, they did it. They spring the upset takedown. Rutgers will break that down for you guys. Also look ahead to their second round matchup or the round of 32 matchup against three-seed Arizona as well. Also catch up from BYU media availability yesterday. The three things I think you guys need to know from media availability yesterday. Yesterday, we'll get to that. And of course, catch you up on everything else going on in BYU sports news like we usually do. So a lot to get to ahead. Let's waste no more time and get into it here. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for March 23rd, 2021. What's up, everybody? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. A big thank you for joining us on your daily podcast, focused on all things BYU sports. A lot to get to ahead on today's show, but a reminder, as we usually do to kick off each show, hit that follow or subscribe button if you're new to the show. Welcome on in. We are your one-stop shop for all the BYU sports news you guys need to know about each and every day. We endeavor to make you guys the smartest BYU fans in the room. And the way you do that is joining us every single day. So hit that follow or subscribe button. Also, make sure to leave us a rating and review, especially on Apple Podcasts. Appreciate your guys' support of the podcast, as always. Let's get going here on a Tuesday and talk about BYU women's basketball. Yes, they usually don't get the A block on this podcast, but after what they did yesterday, they absolutely deserve it. The BYU women's basketball team earned an upset of the six-seeded Rutgers Scarlet Knights with a 26-point outburst in the fourth quarter rally from what was an 11-point deficit at one point to beat Rutgers 69-66 in the first round of the NCAA Women's Basketball Tournament. And what a marvelous outing this was for Jeff Judkins and his squad. I couldn't be more impressed. They really did what the BYU men's team couldn't do two nights before, and that is make timely shots, particularly from beyond the arc, and also play tough D and benefit from the opposing team's mistakes. BYU notched 22 points off of turnovers, absolutely critical for the Cougars because they shot worse than Rutgers from both uh, the field overall and from beyond the arc, but every time BYU hit a big shot, it came in an absolutely critical critical moment, and that's the biggest thing to take away from this. I talked about on yesterday's podcast how they needed the big three for BYU Women's Hoops, namely Paisley, Johnson, Harding, Shaylee Gonzalez, and Lauren Gustin to come up big in this game if BYU wanted to have a chance to win it. Well, guess who showed up? Three players scored in double digits, and guess who they are? Paisley, Johnson, Harding had a monster 28-point outing. Shaylee Gonzalez tallied 17 points, six rebounds, four assists, and three steals. And then Lauren Gustin notched 10 points and and 11 rebounds, excuse me. That is her 15th double-double of the season. The AP Honorable All-American absolutely marvelous in her role. And then Tegan Graham, she needs to be shouted out as well. She made three critical three-pointers in this game. It was three of four from beyond the arc to score nine points on the game. This was just truly an impressive, gutty comeback win for the BYU Women's Hoops program. And uh, I got to tip my cap to Juddy and his girls. They absolutely took the game away from Rutgers. There were multiple points in this game that you felt like there was a tipping point coming in favor of the Scarlet 
Charlotte Knights. And BYU just refused to go away, and they stuck with it. They kept running their offense. They trusted in their ability to slow down a very talented Rutgers squad, and they earned every bit of this victory. Like I said, a 69-66 win. They will now advance to face off against Arizona tomorrow. A quick turnaround as it is with the NCAA tournament. You get a day off, and then you're right back at it. The Arizona Wildcats are the number three seed in this tournament, and this is a big-time opportunity for BYU. If they want to make it to the Sweet 16, you got to take down another top dog from another Power 5 conference. This time, the Arizona Wildcats out here in the West, they're a proud program, particularly when it comes to hoops on both the men's and women's side of things, and I think this is going to be a lot of fun and just a huge opportunity for Jeff Judkins and his squad. I'm not counting BYU out of any game that they're playing right now when it comes to the women's team, because the way that they battled in this win to beat up on Rutgers and come back from behind and win that game... I, you, you just you got to tip your cap to them. They did everything, like I said, the men's team could not do on Saturday night against UCLA. And funny enough, this is a reversal of roles because BYU, the men's team, was a six seed, got upset by an 11 seed in UCLA. Well, what did the women's team do? They were the 11 seed, upsetting the six. And man, man, I just. <laughs> I can't gloat enough about how fun it has been to see this BYU Women's Hoops program. Many of you uh, probably didn't necessarily take my advice and watch them much this year, if at all. Well, now is a great time to hop on the bandwagon because they are so much fun to watch. Shaylee Gonzalez, in my opinion, is one of the top five BYU Women's Hoops players of all time. I know that's a very lengthy list of some great players. Tressa Spalding-Hampson, oh man, Aaron Thorne, just to name two of the all-timers, and then I could go on to a million other ones, Jen for Hampson at one point uh, would be considered on that list. But Shaylee Gonzalez, folks, if you've not had an opportunity to watch her ball out, you're missing out. And that doesn't mean that Paisley Johnson-Harding is uh, is not worth watching as well. She had 28 points and really keyed this comeback for BYU with big basket after big basket in the fourth quarter of that matchup. So this is a ton of fun to watch BYU get their crack at uh, some of these top teams in NCAA women's hoops. And with the win over Rutgers now, now they get the right to face as an 11 seed against the number three seed Arizona. And the funny thing about the women's bracket when it comes to the NCAA tournament is there's a lot more chalk when it comes to this. The number one seeds, by and large, absolutely smoke their opponents. Stanford, for example, crushed Utah Valley. And I got to give UVU credit. They battled in that game, but Stanford's just so good. You don't see as many upsets on the women's side of things when it comes to the NCAA tournament as you do on the men's side. And that's fun to see BYU be one of those bracket busters a team that springs the upset, but I'm not really calling it an upset because I really believe that BYU, if they played their game, had a chance to win against Rutgers, and that's exactly what they did. So I got to tip my cap to Juddy, uh, Jeff Judkins. He's been at BYU is it 20 years now, and he just continues to get it done. BYU, it's their fifth time, I believe, in program history, advancing past the first round of the NCAA tournament. If they can upset Arizona tomorrow, they can make it to the Sweet 16 and do something that very few teams in the women's side of things have done. And like I said, with the firepower that BYU possesses in their backcourt, particularly with Johnson Harding and Gonzalez, I'm not counting BYU out of any matchup if they are on their game. And it was fun to see them do it yesterday. Hopefully they can do it again tomorrow. And of course, we'll be breaking that down for you guys on tomorrow's podcast, previewing it a little more in depth when it comes to the Arizona Wildcats and all that fun jazz. So congratulations once again to the BYU Women's Basketball Program. Like I said, they rarely, if ever, have gotten the A block, as we call it here on the podcast, but they 
absolutely deserve it because they did what the men's team couldn't do, and that is win in the NCAA tournament, win and advance. All right, coming up here momentarily, we will switch over to BYU football. They had media availability yesterday. The three things, as I have dubbed, that you guys need to know for media availability, at least in my opinion, We'll touch on those here momentarily. Today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends at rockauto.com. Guys, absolutely love this company. They do it the right way. It's a family-owned company, been serving online auto parts customers for 20 years or more. And the best part is they want to bring you the best parts at the best prices. This is not a website. You have to go join a membership to get the best price. You don't need to be a professional mechanic to get that price. All of the prices are always reliably low and the same for mechanics and do-it-yourselfers, or in my case, as I like to say, a try-it-yourselfer. So check them out now. Go to rockauto.com. Their online interface is absolutely phenomenal, really straightforward. They'll take care of you guys. Make sure you're taken care of. And the best part about it is all of your parts are shipped directly to your door. So check it out now. Go to rockauto.com. And while you're there, make sure to mention Locked On and the How Did You Hear About Us box so that way they know that we sent you. That's rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all of the parts your car, truck, or SUV could ever need. Check them out at rockauto.com. All right, friends, get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts, including yours truly. Follow Locked On Today and the podcast wherever you get your podcast. Make sure you listen to it every day. It's part of my daily routine, and I absolutely love it. Like I said, 20 minutes or less, you're up to speed and on to your rest of your activities. All right, talking BYU football now here on Locked On Cougars. What I have dubbed the three things you need to know from BYU football media availability. Their final official media availability, I know they'll have the open practice on Friday and have media availability after that, but it's more of kind of a scrimmage format. But had a chance to catch up with Kalani Satake, Josh Wilson, as well as Chris Jackson yesterday in media availability, and had some interesting thoughts from them overall. We'll start off with the head coach, Kalani Satake is he is the lead man of this program. He was asked an interesting question about which position groups he feels most settled at currently and which one or ones he is least settled at currently when it comes to the wrapping up of spring ball this week. Well, here you go. Here's Kalani Satake explaining which positions he's most comfortable with and which one he is least comfortable with currently. I would say the most settled would probably be the linebacker, the thing that comes to my mind right away. I feel like we have not just a good two deep, but a good three deep, and uh, we have a lot of you know really good players there. I mean, if you're looking at the the three, Peyton Wilgar and Max Tooley and Keenan Peely, those three I think have tons of um, experience under their belt, and they they've had a lot of game time um, plays and a lot of different places too, a lot of different positions. So those guys can play all, all our, our linebacker spots and our DN spots. So I think that that's probably the most settled. Then I really feel good about the two deep and three deep, even in that position. And, and then some of the guys that we're going to add to it that have been home from their missions and guys that are still coming home uh, this summer. So I think it's going to add to an already deep uh, position. Um, as far as I, I would say linebackers and I also go to the, the kickers. So I think we're, we're really set at, at, at place kicking and, and punting. But uh, we also have some some other guys that, that I think can, uh, you know, if they need to kick the ball or punt, we feel good about the, the backups there, too. So and snapping. So uh, as far as the ones not set. Yet I feel good about the talent, but we're still figuring out the quarterback situation. So uh, that that one's not going to be figured out by the end of this week. 
Now, I know that you're probably saying, well, Jake, I could have guessed those answers from Kalani. Linebacker, obviously. Duh. Three deep. He really likes the depth there. That makes sense. Also, he mentioned the kickers there. He really is comfortable with the guys punting and kicking. That would be Jake Oldroyd as well as Ryan Rico, and why not? Both of them had absolutely phenomenal seasons this past year. Uh, Jake Oldroyd, in particular, Lou Groza Award finalist. Uh, well-deserved honors on that front. Ryan Rico, I thought, should have been up for freshman of the year. Probably didn't get as many opportunities to punt that would have garnered him that attention. I thought he should have been an All-American candidate, especially on the freshman side of things. So, not surprising to hear him talk about the linebacking core being three deep, led by guys like Peyton Wilgar, Keenan Peely, and Max Tooley. But they really truly go three and four deep, it feels like, at linebacker. There's a lot of talent there, a lot of leadership among the upperclassmen as they start to grow into those roles. And for good reason, he believes that that position is ultimately set. But in addition to that, he also mentioned the fact that the quarterback is still unsettled. And there's no doubt about that. I'm going to have an interview tomorrow with BYU tight ends coach Steve Clark. A lot of good stuff. It'll be a, a two-parter tomorrow. About 15 minutes with Coach Clark on the tight end position. Had some great thoughts on all the guys competing at that position as well as the offense by extension. We'll get to that conversation on tomorrow's podcast. A little bit of a tease ahead to that. But obviously the quarterback situation, it is going to be unsettled. It will not be settled in my opinion. There will not be an announcement from BYU until we see that first depth chart the week of the Arizona game, what, that'll be August 28th, something like that. It'll be September 4th kickoff. I'm just trying to do math math backwards on air, and that's a bad idea for me. But nonetheless, we will not know the starting quarterback until then. That is my firm belief. I, if I'm mistaken on that, I'd be happy to be wrong, but I just don't see that happening. But it's good to hear Kalani Satake really feel confident in his linebacking core and the kicking. But in addition, I think answering the obvious question, we're unsettled at quarterback, and we will not have that settled by the end of this week. All right, switching attention now to Josh Wilson. Obviously, the younger brother of Zach Wilson is going to be a top five NFL draft pick. There is no doubt about that if you listen to the experts. Well, Josh was asked, well, what's it like having a brother who is so much in the spotlight, all these headlines about him in the NFL draft process? Well, here was Josh explaining what it's been like for him as the younger brother of a top NFL draft prospect. It's really cool. I mean, knowing him my whole life, obviously, I can I can say that I I expect no less. Um, he's always been the top of everything. He's always been. He's always put himself as just. He's always believed in himself. So I just think he works harder than a lot of people and stuff. So I mean, I expect nothing less, and I'm excited for him. And it's really cool just seeing all this um, finally come together because he's gone through a lot with it, and I'm I'm glad he's finally getting what's what all that hard work is. Um, it's fine. He's finally getting it all paid off. That's a cool perspective to hear from Josh Wilson. Obviously, he's got his own dreams and aspirations. He's been the younger brother, probably in some points in the shadow of Zach Wilson, and particularly during his time at BYU so far. But it's cool to hear Josh talk about just what Zach has done to get to this point in his career. And I think nobody out there, any of you listening to this podcast and more beyond that, they really are rooting for Zach Wilson. He's just a feel-good story, a guy who overcame multiple injuries as a sophomore to have just an absolutely stellar junior campaign. He has flown up NFL draft lists, the what you so-called uh, prospect list. He's just overall a great story. And it's fun to hear Josh Wilson say, hey, I'm rooting on my brother. And obviously Josh has got his own aspirations. He hopes to make an imprint at the linebacker spot and hopefully make his own NFL dreams come true at some point down the road. But really, 
really a cool story to hear the perspective of a younger of a younger brother talking about his big bro and the opportunity upcoming for Zach Wilson. Obviously, looking forward to Friday when Pro Day takes place at BYU. All kinds of attention coming from both the local media as well as the national media when it comes to Zach Wilson's upcoming Pro Day workout. All right, final thing here is some thoughts from Chris Jackson. Obviously, a JUCO transfer a year ago didn't necessarily have the smoothest of, I guess, what we'll call a red shirt season. Uh, obviously, the seasons don't count from this past year. But I had a chance to ask him, well, with Dax Milne moving on to the NFL, do you see this as an opportunity for you to move up? And then additionally, a follow-up question that you'll hear talking about the situation he finds himself in this year and how much more prepared he is. So here you go, Chris Jackson talking about the situation he finds himself in and if he believes that this is now his time to shine and move up on the depth chart at wide receiver. Yeah, I do see it as an opportunity to move up, and um, I have been working pretty hard. I know I still need a lot more to improve on. And um, like I said before, I'm just going to continue to just control what I control and just perfect my craft and just keep studying my plays. And, yeah, everything should fall in place. Obviously, that season last year with COVID, you guys had that kind of hanging over your head, and I know it still is a thing you guys deal with on a day-to-day basis Mm -hmm. now, but how different is life right now versus what it may have been during the season last fall? Well, I think the cases um, have dropped, so it's been a little better. Like, I have more time to actually learn the playbook. Um, Last year, I didn't get a chance to do spring ball. This year, I do, so I have more time to just learn the system and learn how the coaches want me to do things. But last year, it was – we had to learn quick. Everything was just moving really fast. We had to wear those masks over our helmets, couldn't breathe, but – is way better this year. I really feel like the last year on the roster for Chris Jackson was a good thing for this young man. Obviously, the JUCO ranks, making that transition can be tough for anybody, but the fact that he's essentially got an extra year, and obviously COVID played a role in that, there's no doubt about that, but the opportunity he has now to have so-called a redshirt year, we actually played a fair amount and had some low lights as well as some highlights. I think he will now be better for it moving on this year, and everything I've heard, by the way, from my insiders down there at practice is that Chris Jackson has shown that speed that he came to BYU with and was highly touted for, but now he is starting to show, hey, I've got the hands to go with it. He can make those plays, really get out there and make an imprint. And that is what I think BYU fans, you should be excited about when it comes to a guy like Chris Jackson getting his opportunity finally for the BYU football program. Hear him talk about the fact he's finally able to get into the playbook, learn that better than he ever has. Has an extra spring ball here to prepare. Later on in that interview, he acknowledged to Jay Drew that he is planning, this is going to be his junior season this year. He's taking advantage of that free year and he's going to have two years to play at BYU, barring something unforeseen, and I think that's the right mentality to have when it comes to Chris Jackson. He's got dreams of going to the NFL, just like everybody else on this roster. Well, now is his time to shine, hopefully show what he can do this year, and maybe have a huge senior year, and finally get that shot at the NFL he's dreamed of having for his entire life, and obviously uh, there's a well uh, chronicled storyline of him wanting to be that example to his younger brothers. We'll see how it all shakes out, but it was good to hear from Chris Jackson about what he is aiming to do as a member of the BYU football program. Alright, so there you go. The three things you need to know from media availability yesterday. We'll have more on this throughout the week. Like I said, tomorrow, Steve Clark, BYU tight ends coach, an exclusive one-on-one conversation that I had with him. We'll get to that on tomorrow's Wednesday edition of the podcast. Alright, coming up here momentarily, though, we will catch you up on everything else you need to know 
know as a BYU fan here on a Tuesday. Plenty to break down on that front. We'll get to it all here in just a second. Today's show is brought to you by our good friends at Bet Online. It is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action, folks. Football obviously in the rear view mirror, but NBA, college hoops, and the NHL are in full swing. Golf is ongoing. Bet Online, by the way, even covers award shows, TV shows, and reality TV. They have all of the prop bets on almost anything you can imagine, real-time updated odds. They've got you covered for all the news, scores, and odds you can handle. It's the best way to place your bets. And by the way, it's free to sign up. All you got to do is go to betonline.ag and sign up now. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and make sure you receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. And all you got to do to get that is use the promo code Locked On when you go to betonline.ag, guys. It's a great, great service. I use it personally. I would encourage you guys to give it a shot as well. Take advantage of that 50% welcome bonus. Promo code locked on at betonline.ag. It's all courtesy of BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Folks, we got to take another minute today and talk to you about our good friends over at Built Bar. Of course, they make the most delicious protein bar you will ever taste. Of course, it is low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. Take advantage of it and go to BuiltBar.com. Of course, right now it is March Madness. It's also Built Bar Madness. They're trying to determine the best Built Bar of them all, and you guys get to have your say on it and vote every single day. Today's matchup in the bracket is chocolate brownie chunk versus lemon almond cheesecake. If you've been listening to this podcast. I have talked about my love for lemon almond cheesecake, but it is outdone by chocolate brownie chunk. It's an absolutely phenomenal flavor. What I love about Built Bar, guys, is they've got multiple flavors I guarantee you guys will love as well. And right now, you can save some significant money on the best tasting protein bars out there by using the promo code LOCKED15 at BuiltBar.com. Yes, you heard that right. LOCKED15 at BuiltBar.com. Get yourself 15% off. Go to BuiltBar right now. Go to BuiltBar.com. Cast your vote. Also, follow them on Twitter if you want to do it that way on social media, bar underscore built. You can have your voice heard. Make sure you vote every single day. And once again, take advantage of their special offer, Locked 15 for 15% off the best tasting protein bars anywhere. All right, my friends, the NFL Draft is coming soon, and it's time to start following our Locked On NFL Draft duo of podcasts. The Draft Dudes podcast watches every single prospect, so that way you don't have to. And the Locked On NFL Draft podcast is your daily draft news as well as mock draft podcast. Follow Locked On NFL Draft and the Draft Dudes on the Radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, catching up on everything you need to know as a BYU fan here on a Tuesday. Let's start off on the diamond, the BYU men's baseball program program is back at home for the first time. They were supposed to play a couple weeks ago against Utah. That got ruined due to weather. Well, they will open up their home debut against UVU at Miller Park at 4 p.m. Mountain Time. BYU is currently on a three-game win streak, sitting at 6-11 overall after sweeping LMU this past weekend. You can catch all that action on the BYU Sports Network radio-wise, or you can stream it live on the BYU TV app. Best of luck to Coach Littlewood and his squad. Hopefully the weather cooperates and they can get that game in as well as the games this weekend scheduled against USF out there at Miller Park. On to women's gymnastics, the number 12 ranked Cougars received a 12th seed in the NCAA championships. They will participate in the Morgantown Regional with their initial pod featuring 5 seed Cal, Ohio State, and Towson. Uh, BYU's main rivals of Utah, Utah State, Boise State, and Southern Utah all made the field as well. Would have been nice to see the Cougars participate in the Salt Lake Regional with Utah hosting this year, but you know what? Not all the 
teams can make it. I think Utah State made that field as well as the uh, Utes as well. So BYU, if they're able to advance, will play in Morgantown or compete in Morgantown against West Virginia. Best of luck to Guard Young and his squad. And by the way, congratulations to Guard Young. He was named Mountain Rim Gymnastics Conference Coach of the Year, and Abby Minor Alder was named Gymnast of the Year. So congratulations by the MRGC. Fantastic to see them being rewarded for winning the MRGC title last Saturday. Fantastic, fantastic year, and I really do think that Guard Young's got a good thing brewing with the women's gymnastics program. Ranked number 12, they're hoping at some point to get into the top 10 nationally and really compete for a national championship, and I don't think Guard Young will rest until he accomplishes that feat, and we'll have to see how it plays out, but off to a good start here, and best of luck to them in the Morgantown Regional. On to other news here. Let's start off with women's soccer. All-American Michaela Coolahan was named the National Player of the Week by College Soccer News for her dominant performances in two wins last week against UVU in a 4-1 victory. Coolahan factored in all four of BYU's goals, scoring two of them herself, assisting on the other two. She followed that up with two assists and the final goal in a 5-1 route of Pacific on Saturday. That gives her 31 career goals overall. I don't know necessarily how many assists she's got, but she's got a ton. The Matt Herman Trophy Award watch list nominee. That is essentially the Heisman Trophy of women's soccer. Coolahan is absolutely phenomenal for Jennifer Rockwood's squad and congratulations to her on that National Player of the Week award honor. Well deserved and obviously the women's soccer program having a fantastic week last week. What is that? Nine goals against two? That's pretty impressive. Finally, here on a Tuesday in women's volleyball, sophomore setter Whitney Bauer collected West Coast Conference Offensive Player of the Week award honors while senior middle blocker Kennedy Eschenberg was named WCC Defensive Player of the Week. Those were announced yesterday by the West Coast Conference. Number 16 BYU swept number 21 San Diego has been noted on yesterday's podcast. And as such, well, when you go out and beat a ranked opponent, you're going to sweep the weekly awards. Congratulations to both Whitney Bauer as well as Kennedy Eschenberg on those honors. All right, there you go. You are up to speed on everything you need to know as a BYU fan here on a Tuesday. Stay tuned tomorrow for that one-on-one conversation as I have teased with our good friend Steve Clark, the tight ends coach for the BYU football program. Plenty more to come throughout the week, so make sure to hit that follow or subscribe button. That way you never miss an episode. Make sure to follow the show on social media as well. We'll keep you up to speed on everything when it comes to BYU sports as well as updates on the podcast. Search out Locked On Cougars on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or follow my personal Twitter feed if you so desire at Jacob C. Hatch. And of course, as always, if you guys have feedback you'd like to send in via email, please do so. LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. Love hearing from you guys, getting your questions, your concerns, your comments, whatever it might be. LockedOnBYU at gmail.com gets right to me, and I'll be happy to respond to you guys. All right, that's going to do it for a Tuesday edition of the show. Hope you all are doing well out there. Have a great day whenever you hear this. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for March 23rd, 2021, and we will talk to you guys manana.